Welcome to our podcast. We're going to be going through the seven deadly sins and speaking through our experiences with each different one. Uh, my name's Amy and this is my lovely housemate Juliet. Hello. Um, so today we're going to be describing our experiences with gluttony um, and how we relate to that sin. I think that it's a sin that we're probably most, well, <laughs> we both strongly relate to. I That's certainly. definitely the one that stood out the most for me. Yeah. The most relatable one and the one that I've got the most sort of stories about because to be fair I'm sure most people have had a lot of experience with gluttony particularly like sort of Christmas times and things like that. I can imagine a lot of people have good stories for gluttony. So. Tuesdays you know. <laughs> but also we want to make it very clear we're not we're not fat shaming anybody we're a very body positive um, household and you know we, we don't want to confuse gluttony with you know um, any sort of body ideals or expectations um, so maybe if you want to read out the definition for gluttony yes courtesy of uh, bible info um, <laughs> a website that I have never frequented before in my life um, it states gluttony as an excessive and ongoing eating of food or drink um, basically just overdoing it so like Amy said it's not we're not talking about any sort of body shaming we're talking about for me gluttony is that feeling when you get to the point in the meal where you think I feel a bit ill I should probably stop and actually you just think well don't just carry on like, yeah, I've really got this that. far like, <laughs> what have I got to lose? I remember when I was a kid like our, our treat thing would be going to the hungry horse which is still in my adult, it's in my street thing. When I've been well behaved, it'll take me sometimes, or my fiance will sometimes take me if I ask nicely. But I remember just being a kid, and like you've got the menus, haven't you? The picture of the, um, what's it called? There's a candy mania, isn't it, that they do? Oh, yeah. With basically a whole sweet shop in a glass. Well, I thought that makes me feel kind of sick. <laughs> but I could see it, like, because the menus stand up on your table the whole time. You'd be there with, like, battered, fried, whatever, with cheese on it. And then thinking, OK, I hate myself already. Let's call it quits. And then, like, your brother would look up from you with, like, a heavy-lidded eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> food coming up. Are we going to split one of them or what? Like, yes, we are. <laughs> Just going to bed, like not being able to sleep because they're just too full. Yeah, that's for me. That's the time when I like when I lay down and I'm like I'm physically couldn't. If I, if there was a fire, I would. <laughs> like, I'd probably just accept that. Like uh, that's it. Because my stomach feels like any movement is just going to cause pain and I can't I can't do anything about that. Like a really pregnant woman just like hopping and puffing into one position. <laughs> That is honestly, that's how it feels. It's it's pain, and every time you know it's going to happen. Like I mentioned Christmas earlier, but that's probably the time that most people relate to it because on Christmas Day, it's like, well, obviously, if you celebrate Christmas or any other particular day that you might celebrate, but I know like birthdays and things with cakes, so like food, all you're the just time. looking forward to the next thing. Like you, not I, like on Christmas Day, I'm thinking about like right, breakfast is going to be good because <laughs> yeah. we're going to have croissants or whatever and then the next thing I'm like right while I'm eating breakfast I'm thinking like oh I wonder if the chicken's in the oven <laughs> how the roasty's doing so how, do, how does your Christmas day go then what was the what's the menu oh, it depends where I am so when I'm with mum and dad um it's usually it's just 
all day just eating too much so it starts usually with a big not fry up but like a big breakfast of like pastries and jam and butter really like smothered in mm. loads a big thick layer of butter on that croissant and then loads of jam and then we probably have like I don't know we'll probably eat that at like eight and then we'll have a few hours where me and my brother just relax in front of the TV or entertain <laughs> the grandparents while my mum and dad scream at each other in the kitchen. Um, and then once the, once the lunch is ready, we've got. To be fair, my mum my mum really goes. She says she hates Christmas every year, but she does go for it. So we usually have some kind of starter. She made a good French onion soup once. That was oh. really nice. Um, and then it's all the classics. All the classics. Just you've got your meat, your tatties, uh, stuffing. What else do you have? Yorkshire puddings, loads of gravy, mm. all the trimmings, carrots, broccoli. She doesn't usually do parsnips, to be fair. Don't Good. Too, much, too much of that healthy shit. No, parsnips can fuck off. Like, I remember being a kid, like my mum used to put parsnips and roast potatoes in the same bowl. Brilliant oh. potatoes, and then you know when you eat something and it's not what you expect it to be. Deception. Yeah, like if have you ever eaten a bit of um, battered um, like octopus or squid in a ring, thinking it's an onion ring? It's yes. like, what is? This? Why does this onion taste like mud? Why is it squeaky? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. So what's the situation in the in the evening? Then do you have a spread, or just, does it run bugger off and you just eat chocolate? No, it's it's not really a spread. It's more of a just like. Everything is represented like as if it's a new meal. So, like, <laughs> all the trimmings have gone into the fridge for about like three or four hours while everyone's talking about how full they are. And then as soon as they hear like the creak of the fridge, everyone's like, oh, I could have a sandwich actually. And that's, yeah, that's, I think that's the part of Christmas Day where the gluttony really does kick in. Because I always find that after lunch, I'm like, that was nice, but I'm, I'm happy now. And I'm okay. And then in the evening, that's when I fucking go for it. Because it's the it is like you say the chocolate, all the chocolate that I've opened from relatives or like there's just been bought loads of fucking heroes tins. Like who even needs that on Christmas? But we all eat them, all of them. <laughs> well, that's that's what it is. I feel like the whole posh person thing of having. Like in the seventies, people would have melon, wouldn't they? Yeah. Like to begin with, and then you go onto your savoury, then you'd have dessert, then sometimes you have cheese. And I'm I'm very much a staunch believer that like you've got you've got your sweet belly and you've got your savoury mm, yeah. belly, and if you switch between the two, you're golden, you're fine. Yeah. That somebody taught me a very wise woman once taught me when you go to Cosmo. Instead of caning it with the savoury food and then going on to your sweet food, if you go sweet, savoury, sweet, savoury, you can go for longer. The um, you have actually you've taught me that tactic <laughs> before, and I will remind you of when um, we had our Christmas party when we used to work together um, with a previous employer, and we went to an all-you-can-eat buffet, and Amy had prepped me with this knowledge <laughs> of the sweet, the savoury, then the sweet, and then the savoury, and then the sweet. So I was going in ready. Uh, use that tactic and to be fair I ate a lot I didn't really drink anything I probably I think I had a pint maybe mm -hmm. or maybe two at the most and I knew that I'd messed up because the next day I woke up absolutely horrendous and threw up for absolutely no reason and I blame that tactic no I don't think you should blame that tactic that was awful that was just lukewarm slop wasn't it 
Like it's just no, a, the time it was okay. <laughs> it's just suspicious. Like it's above a cinema. Oh yeah. And there was, you know, the sort of place where we there's there's too much like there's suspiciously too much seating. Like it was a Friday night. Yeah. And then true. there was us and my resounding memory, a handful of screaming kids going everywhere, like Touching at face level with the food, oh, yeah. mucus. And again. <laughs> This was all like this is not new knowledge. We obviously noticed this at the time because we can see. Um, but we still eat loads and loads of food because <laughs> well, yeah, I don't want to get ripped off. Like I'm sure that like a lot of it. Like I've got a packet of sausage rolls here next to me. I don't want them, but they were forty seven p for That's six. So true. Like I'm not going to see that in the shop and think you know what I'm I'm not going to buy those. You're fucking right, mm. I am. Like. Yeah, I, and I think that's it with buffets and your meal deal as well. Yeah, so with, with your Boots meal deal or whatever, the joy of that comes from making the biggest saving that you can. Yeah. And like sushi, Red Bull and a yogurt, they don't go together well, no. but I'm going to fucking buy it because, <laughs> because I've got a saving of, you know, north of £2 that way. That's delicious, like more than any other sort of meal combo you could have of that stuck to the packaging slot that they sell in there but my um so my greedy christmas thing i don't think i've ever told you about this oh, no. have i ever told you about the boxing day baguette no, um no it rings a bell but <laughs> God, please go on so uh this is about five years ago uh, i think it was the last time i went home for christmas like back at my mum's and um i helped doing all the the christmas shopping and stuff um and I chucked in a couple of part baked baguettes. I love those things. They're so good, aren't they? Um and my mum was like, What are you using them for? I was like, well, just for my own personal consumption, like keep the beak out or something. Yeah. So anyway, Boxing Day come along and someone I was seeing at the time came came down to well up to Suffolk to, to come see me. And um we had all of the so my grandpa's always used to get a massive turkey, like the size of a mm. fucking two-year-old. Yeah. So he used to have loads of turkey left over. Um, we'd always insist on doing a spread afterwards. So we'd have ham, coleslaw, nice. and then like all of the roasties and stuff. So in, in the oven goes the baguettes. And it's not just, you know, day after Christmas, everyone's like, oh, you know what I do? I do turkey and bread sauce. And then somebody else chimes in like, oh, I'll up you that. I put in a bit of stuffing in mine and cranberry sauce. And I'm like, fucking step aside, chaps. So <laughs> cut the baguette in the oven and I've got in turkey, ham, coleslaw, bread sauce, um, stuffing, sausage meat. I love oh, that stuff. Yes. Potatoes. Vegetables, yeah, right. gravy, <laughs> and I wrapped them up in foil, like it was leaking all over my bag. And we walked up. I remember walk, go, going on a walk. It was down the bridal path where me and my friends used to go when we when we used to smoke cigarettes. Like nobody's mummy's gonna see us here, <laughs> like miles and miles away, like in this little shameful, dingy little. That I used to go to as a kid, just to eat oh. in this baguette in the freezing, like late December, wintry weather, oh. like chat knuckles as I'm chowing down on it. It's still the best sandwich I've ever had. I'm upset that you've never created that for me. And it also it reminds me of one of the best things that you've told me about, which again you've actually never made for me. Disgusting. Sorry. Um, 
the pie, the roast dinner pie. Oh, that was so good. Do you know what? That that came at such a bad time. So I've had, like, I should really stop talking about my exes, but I will just for the, the sake of this. So the best cake I ever made was a Seville orange cake. Oh, Seville yeah. chocolate orange cake. Um, and I can't find the Seville orange because, you know, I was in Woodley at the time. <laughs> so I just bought a big orange. And basically you boil and blend the orange and you make it with um, oil. So it's a really rich mm, that cake. Really good. Um, and I made that and then I got dumped. And I had to leave the house with the fucking cake inside. <laughs> it was the worst. Like Did I you even get to have a slice? I got to have a slice and it was so good. And you know what? I really wish that I hadn't because I knew what I was leaving behind. And honestly, I, I thought I was doing okay and I was driving back to my back to my house. And then I realised like, oh, fuck the cake. <laughs> but yeah, that pie, similar story. So I, I made a roast, you know, when you're desperately trying to repair the relationship. And I like made this massive roast and there was so much left over that I just bought a sheet of pastry and put chicken stuffing, um, all the veg and the potatoes in this pie, which then I used the whole, like, is it called like a cake of borsan? Like a oh, massive yeah, lump. Yeah, I know what you mean. A shitload of cream and chicken oh. stock with a with a lid on the top. And that got fucking left in the house. And obviously my ex didn't tell their mother that we broke up because she sent me a message like, we're having a lovely dinner tonight. All thanks to you. It's like, are you having it in memory of me? Like, I'm not dead. <laughs> and I realised, oh, shit, that fucking pie's in the oven. I was going to have that tonight. Oh, that is gutting. Oh, it was awful. That's was one of terrible. the worst feelings with food. Like, when you put a lot of effort into something. I always get it with... I always used to get it when I lived at home with my brother. I would make... I was going through a phase of trying to lose loads of weight. And I would make lovely salads for myself because it was the only way I could do it. Because let's be honest, losing weight's fucking dull. I love food and mm. like I just want to eat really good food all the time. Literally without fail, almost once or twice a week, probably, I'd make myself a good salad. Mm -hmm. I'd be working. My brother wasn't working. He was, oh, to be fair, he was probably about 14 at the time. Yeah. I was working, getting up early, doing shift work. I'd go to get my food out of the fridge and it wasn't fucking there. Oh, that's the word. It's horrendous. And I would be cross. Probably the, the most, I mean, we're not on, we're not on envy. At the, um, we're not on wrath at the moment, but that's probably the, uh, probably the time when I felt a lot of wrath was living <laughs> with my brother and he used to eat my fucking salads. But I think with the roast, that's probably the one that, like, Again, going back to like Christmas and things like that, a lot of people have relatable stories over Christmas. But one of my best, well, speaking of exes, one of my best memories with my ex was actually breaking up and then going to Amy's house for a huge, huge roast. <laughs> like breakup roast. Like I was obviously absolutely gutted and distraught. And all I could think about when I was eating the roast was like, God, I'm so glad this has happened. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That was like my um, my landlord. So I used to live with my landlord at the time. He used to go shooting, and um, he he just shot a load of pheasants. So I I kind of I don't know if you've ever cooked a pheasant. It's quite an unusual animal. Like it cooks way quicker than you think it will, and um, and there's so much flavour to it. Mm. They're really nice. But where they're quite like long and thin, I looked at that thinking, well, that ain't gonna be enough, is it? So I did the chicken and the pheasant, and then loads of other bits as well. I just served it on like, 
like <laughs> Saxon sheep. It, it was like a boat full of roast. It was mm. so, so good. They were good plates at that house. Yeah. They were good plates because they had a real lip to them so you could just drown your food and gravy. I think it's always like the size of the plate is always like important, isn't it? Well, the plates we've got here... Not bad, but you can't be that gluttonous. Like, I need more space to put more food. Mm. Always important. Yeah. Something I never thought I'd think about when I was a child, to be honest. I always used to think about food as a kid. Always. Like, we used to always have fish and chips on a Friday. And mm. I'd never be able to finish it. I, I was a life vegetarian until I was 14. Um, and I didn't want, like, now I love pineapple fritters and things like that. But um, I just used to have chips. Like, that would be my dinner. But it's too much. And when you're a kid, like, a portion of chips and chippy is too much. And I think my parents thought, like, oh, she's not having any fish or sausage or anything. We'll give her some more chips. I never used to finish them. Mm. And I remember just being bored at school and just thinking, oh, fuck those chips. <laughs> I threw in the bin. I wish I ate them. Or, like, when you see people on um, on TV, like, especially American things. You know when they've always got so much time before work in the mm. morning? And they've got a fucking banquet yeah. on the table. Yeah. And they're, like, butter a bit of toast with some jam. Bite into it. Bye, Mum. I've got to go to school. That's no. like, what are you going to do with that? I would be thinking about that all day if I was I you know. be able to go to school. I'd be setting an alarm so I could get up early to make as much use of that banquet as possible. <laughs> the thing is, it's, it, we can we we can make the banquet. We can bring the banquet to us. Why don't fucking do it? I can't. No. I'm quite naughty when it when it comes to breakfast. I tend to just have fruit, really. But yeah. So what what other things do you sort of? If it's not Christmas, what's your? Is there any food that you ever really sort of overdo? Cheese. Always cheese. Like. I remember my mum used to buy grated cheese and I was always like, I don't understand why, like, why are you spending more money on cheese, like pre-grated cheese? You could just get more for less money. And she was like, well, the problem is if I buy a block of cheese, I know that half of that's not going to go in the food. I'm going to eat it as I cook. And I, at the time, I was like, that's ridiculous. That couldn't possibly happen. And as I have grown, I've realised that it's not impossible to eat half a block of cheese while you cook. It's really easy, particularly if there's any kind of pickles around or mm. like, like grapes to snack on it with. Oh, yeah, cheese I overdo. And also I used to have quite an intolerance to eating too much dairy and similar to Rory, actually, Amy's fiance is quite a bit lactose intolerant. And then we just we just tend to ignore it. Like the more you just get on with it and pretend that it's not happening, the better it gets. Like it's been quite a while since I've had any problems with that. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Lactose sensitive. I heard somebody That's using better. that term yeah. the other day. And that sounds cute. Like you don't necessarily think of rivers of diarrhea when you hear <laughs> lactose sensitive. Yeah, you? when you think of lactose intolerant, you just like if somebody ever says to me I'm lactose intolerant, then I look like a picture of them sitting on the toilet. Like, oh, <laughs> you that cheesecake. <laughs> I'm just imagining your skinny your skinny trousers <laughs> like you just not making it and then having to like sorrowfully like brush all this shit up into your hands on your knees honestly yeah that is that is the picture that I'm getting but lactose sensitive does sound it sounds because I am a sensitive person yeah it's so nice isn't it compliments me yeah um what about you what about your foods that you go too far with 
Um, I tend to, you know, I go to town with crisps. Like I will mm. eat crisps until my mouth hurts. Um, and they're they're my food rather than like what you said about cheese earlier when you eat it while you're cooking. I I'm very guilty of eating crisps while I'm cooking. Mm. Um, so I just try not to have them in the house, particularly because I I won't buy crisps in like a multi pack. I like the big pretentious like oh, yeah. one pound a packet on offer Tyrrells or kettle chips. Mm. And I ain't rolling that bag down. <laughs> like it's going in. I'm drinking that in five minutes time after it's after it's opened. Um, a game my mates used to play was if you're in a room with a hundred other people, what do you think you would be the best at, or what do you think you could eat the most of? And mine's always been like pulses. Like I love beans. Oh yes. I love chickpeas, but I don't necessarily go overboard the same way I do with naughtier foods. Um, mm. But but like with sweet stuff, I can't really overindulge in it. Like because it just makes me feel sick before yeah before I can do it. Like I remember being a teenager and me and my mate. Um, I used to live opposite my best mate, which was incredible. Um, growing up. But we used to go down the shop and buy a pint of Ben and Jerry's, which it wasn't seven pounds a pint like it is now. <laughs> our times have changed. And we used to buy that, take it home, go off on our walk, go down that scabby little bridal path and smoke <laughs> our bags, come back home, by which point it would all be melted. And we just used to neck it. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so bad. But um, probably the worst overindulgence I have is chicken like I have got myself mm. into some silly situations with chicken so I went through a phase it was when my mate lived in Canterbury still so it had been about three years ago like I used to go out every weekend sort of thing but mm. my mates were here there and everywhere so it'd always be a night out rather than just girly night in because it would yeah. always be an occasion to see each other yeah, yeah exactly and it was always Mackie's on the way home. And yeah. for me, the 20 nuggets was a side order. And like, I don't see the point with McDonald's and just buying a burger or a wrap. I can't do that because, again, it's it's the money. Yeah, it's I'm always, not going to rip myself yeah. off and have less food. Like, I will spend more money to have more food and it be better value. Like, my dad works in finance. Like, I was, <laughs> I was raised with a, by a financial advisor. Like, and I, I don't think that's a foolish thing to do. But the, the resounding time that I, oh, I, I hate this story. It makes me feel sick just talking about it. So, like, I am a big fan of eating competitions. We actually live with a with another. He's a bronze medalist, isn't he? Yes, a bronze medalist in chili eating. Yeah, Juliet's boyfriend. You you tell tell them what tell them what he did. Um, no, because the story brings back such bad memories. I've got nice. I need a Rennie just thinking about so, it. Yeah. So we went to um, a food festival in Oxford. Um, scouting for girls' play. Very exciting. Blast <laughs> from the past. Um, and one of the uh, one of the events was a chili eating competition, which. Both Amy and Ron showed some interest in, as I remember. Amy was keen, encouraging Ron to sign up. Ron signed up and Amy didn't. I was going to a festival the next day and it was in the middle of a heat wave. I don't want to have diarrhoea at SW4 while I'm wearing yellow shorts. <laughs> We're blended. It's fine. <laughs> um, anyway, so we we got to um, we got to the chili eating competition and Ron's. To be fair, 
I, I didn't expect him to do as well as he, he did. He did so well. I was so proud of him. How many people were there to start? Probably about 10. About 10, yeah. And they they fell quickly. Some pussies. Massive, massive pussies there. Why Why would you sign up for a chili eating competition if you're going to cry at a house <laughs> like, Do you know what I mean? Like, um, for those of you listeners who don't know me, because I, I imagine we've got a really wide-reaching audience, I'm ginger, <laughs> so I'm allowed to be anti-ginger. Now, I'm not anti-ginger, but it was it was a bit of cliche. So this guy who basically looked like the human version of Dexter from Dexter's Lab was <laughs> sat right in the middle, and his like his skin just went red instantly. And like it wasn't from the fact it was a hot day. Like he weren't sunburned. That was like a line of red going up him like a cartoon. And his glasses steamed up, and his brows like tentatively looked like he was in so much pain. It's like. Why have you done this to yourself? It's a fucking jalapeno. Yeah. Like that's on Domino's orders. Yeah, that was round one. He he and he got the hiccups. Don't miss that. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he I thought he was gonna be sick. Yeah, instantly and his girlfriend was in the front row. Right? <laughs> she's, she's going like, oh, drink like instead I think it was like because they all had milk didn't they that they could have mm. afterwards and he was like choking he was choking he was like oh it's not that it's just it's just the beer that I've had yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah you rewound the audience with that. <laughs> anyway Ron persevered and he managed to get to um oh with I mean not without any sort of encouragement <laughs> it was amazing nearly every round he stood up and got the crowd to cheer him back on and was like oh no I, I'm, I'm done now I'm done now and then people would be like no come on come on and he'd be raising his palms to the he's sky like a messiah it was ridiculous Honestly, I don't know how he does it everywhere he goes he's got a following anyway that's a that's a separate story um <laughs> but he managed to make it to yeah he got third place and the top the winner of that competition, as I remember, was the chili eating queen from the UK. Mm. Um, and then after her was another guy that's got some sort of chili eating YouTube channel. Shout out if you're listening. Does guys. he? Yeah. I didn't know he. I thought he was just like a robot with a man's flesh over him because he was just completely like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to win. I thought he was going to win. I thought he had it in the bag, but I think that 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 woman, she was really giving it some. You know, she was doing the whole rocking back and forth in a oh, chair. Yeah. Ch- ten eyebrows and then the final round was eat this plate of all the chilies you've already had but the quickest and she oh it's amazing i've never seen somebody hoovering them up it's like you can't well i don't get it that's not consistent with with your actions prior to this because you've been you know looking like you you ought to be in intensive care for the last 15 minutes she hoovered them up like a fucking labrador with Something happened within that woman. I I don't know if she like found Jesus or she was like going into some sort of trance, but that that was special. That was was a religious experience. Um, But she had the right idea because afterwards she instantly just threw it all back up. Oh god! Witnessed her just with a bucket, just forcing herself to throw it all back up. Uh, what Ron did was eat copious amounts of yogurt, drink a lot of cheap rose wine, <laughs> dance to scouting for girls, and then walk 
from, uh, I don't know if anybody knows Oxford, but basically from Headington back to where we live, which is about, I don't know. It took me an hour and a half. Yeah, so it's, it's about an hour and a half walk. Uh, probably actually a longer walk because he nearly shat himself the entire time. <laughs> All I could hear was, like, oh, I can, I can feel it moving down my intestines. <laughs> and it was just, I don't, I mean... I'm, nobody really knows, well, unless you're experienced like the chili eating queen, but I wouldn't know what to do going into that competition and I wouldn't know how to deal with it afterwards. But he didn't Google it or anything, he just rode it just through. Rang it. Well, I, I think that's why he he's the real champion there because he took no before or after measures. Mm, he was true. the Eddie the Eagle of <laughs> that really situation. Was. Like, he made it to a really special place. He didn't necessarily win. But he, he won in my eyes. He's the one everyone remembers. Who did Eddie the Eagle lose to? Yes, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> that blank expression. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, the toilet was a mess. I'm glad I wasn't here the next day, to be honest. The only time I thought maybe this relationship isn't for me was when I was lying in bed <laughs> trying to get some sleep. Oh, also, I was after a night shift, so at this point, my sympathy is very, very like it's like way And about, I mean, we got home, and he, he was like, oh, "I'll be okay, I'll be okay." Laid down for about ten minutes, and I was just drifting off to sleep, and then I just go, <laughs> and then for hours and hours, it was just like writhing in bed. I was like, "Oh, for God's sake!" But yeah, that's eating competitions are excellent, but. I think it's almost like with a hangover, like when you drink too much and you know, like, this is a bad idea because tomorrow I'm going to feel like shit. Mm -hmm. But you get so swept up in it that you just think, fuck it, I'm just going to go for it. I imagine I've never done an eating competition, but I imagine it's the same sort of feeling. Oh, God. Well, I've I've done two in my life. Um, The first one I did, I came in third. And the second one I did, I came in second. But I think I should have won that, basically, right? The second one was uh, a competition of spiciness. The yeah. first one was a competition of volume. They're both chicken wings. So the second one I did, basically you had a, everyone had a tray bought to them with seven wings on them and they were lined up from least hot to most hot. Yeah. And I'd read through the rules. I'd familiarised myself with the format before I got there. We got there, people, can I join in? It's like, I have had my name on this list <laughs> for three weeks. And people are like, what will we do with it? Oh, for fuck's sake. You revised. Oh, yeah. I, I was ready. I knew that you weren't allowed to drink. Yeah. I knew who my fellow competitors would be. I knew that I was one of two females on this rather large board. And it was nice. like an AM... Well, I can't really sue the establishment, you know, <laughs> don't want to get done for slander. But there were very long tables in this pub where it was. And it was like literally the last supper, but double sided and me and only one other girl on there. Anyway, what they were meant to do, what it said in the rules was you're going to get a little clock. You press your timer on the clock, you let 30 seconds elapse and then you can eat your next one. Yeah. And we're going to be inspecting the bones afterwards to make sure all the meat's off a bit, which is standard practice yeah. with chicken wing eating competitions. Right, they all come out. Right, we ain't got no clocks. So basically, you're going to have to count for 10 seconds and then eat your next one. Now, to count in a second, we can see the timer on here. So four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All these fucking cunts. What do you think? Eating the next one. No, 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 no. 
They are not the rules. They are not the rules. And then the prick who won it, he he wasn't. I had something like a bit of a speech, like sorted out for it. He was like, weren't even up, weren't even up. Oh. Swaggered off to the bar and bought himself a fucking super box. Like, okay, hard. classic beer though. Great. Yeah, beer. good choice of beer. Terrible choice in just being a human. Like, decided to leave your room because you pissed me off and you don't deserve that victory. The, the first one that I did, where I came in third place, was, um, as I said, by volume. And basically, the premise of that was it's first person to eat 20 chicken wings. Again, I did my research because they do a lot of these in America and there are people with different techniques. So some people like go round it like a cartoon corn on the cob. Oh, some goodness. people just put the whole drummer in the mouth and rip it off. Like there's different techniques for flats and drums mm. sort of thing. I was ready for that, ready to go. Had a banana in the morning. Went down to the um, went down to a different pub in Reading this time. After work, baggy clothes, hair tied back. I'm game. They bring out a casserole dish full of wings, and instead of it being like the little American ones, they were those ones where it's like a drum and a flat on the set. Like you could oh. see the knee of the chicken oh, no. so really it was double the amount and they weren't little fried ones these were like baked covered in oil and like fresh bits of chili really really disgusting so i only ate 17 and a half because they finished that once we did 20 like once the first person got to 20 and one of the girls that won was actually on a date. That's <laughs> she, that is she was on a first date, which I thought was amazing. That is, that is marriage material. Yeah, it's amazing. I I would put a ring on it there and then, but yeah, fuck yeah. me. Like, I finished, and then the next day, like, I just couldn't eat anything. And I remember just sat at work feeling like my pores are filled with chicken and oil. Like, I can't eat anything. I'm still full. I feel really sick. Like this is shit and then I went to go see a mate in London straight after work and I still couldn't eat anything because I was so full and I had like three pints that night and because I hadn't eaten and I was just full of chicken which has no fibre in it like when people have to fast a long time before an operation they're told like if you have to eat anything just eat chicken because it won't go through you the same and I just remember the next day throwing up so I was like went into a pub toilet and I was like I have to go I actually I'm gonna be sick everywhere and there were these girls like dipping in that name of oh, Florence oh, Magdalene come on now I was like oh god hurry up literally could have shut the door behind me with my leg and it was just like a cannon of cherry tomatoes just gone all over. I felt like a new woman after that I was straight back on it <laughs> but yeah don't do it man like just make sure that you you have like you know what you're getting yourself into because mm. that was not what I thought I weren't ready for that yeah I suppose the quality of the food does contribute to it a lot like I can imagine doing an eating competition with things like I don't know like those big burgers that you see that are like in between donuts what are those called oh god I forgot like, about them glazed donuts as buns and then proper massive like layers of oh, burgers. Great. I think I could do that. I reckon I could do that. But again, like I know that the repercussions would be I mean it's coming out one way or another, isn't it? And it's not coming out smoothly. It's, <laughs> it's coming out <laughs> yeah. Nobody needs that in life. I think I've never it's it's there's not a time that I can remember that I've eaten so much and I've been sick. There's definitely a lot of times 
that I've drunk so much of since. Mm, different ballpark. Yeah, but that's that's uh, happened to me too many times in my life, I'd say. That's definitely... A, is that gluttony, though? Because it's not like I'm... It's not, not necessarily that I'm drinking and thinking, like, I really want to drink more. It's more that, particularly with going out for a pint at the pub with your mates, like... A lot of the time for me, it's just like rounds, and I'm like, well, I'll like you, you can buy me around if you want. Like, I'm not going to turn that again. It's the money oh, thing. That's, again, how isn't it? It all, that's how it all begins, mate. You come up with these excuses, <laughs> and you clearly push yourself too hard. Yes, I would say that's that's gluttony. I would, yeah, yeah. But then you get past it. Like, I was always sick as a teenager when I started drinking, and then it just stopped, and that's when I really started to get paralytic. My body was like, you just, you're gonna do what you want to do anyway. Back yourself, <laughs> like a parent had given up. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a different ballpark, though, isn't it? Like you say, it's a completely different situation, and it's not the same when you're eating. For me, food is like a really, I love the taste of food. I love the feeling of food. I quite like cooking. Like that's mm. really enjoyable. I like being cooked for. I like eating with people. Like mm. sharing that experience. With drinking, a lot of the time for me, it's like, I just need to get drunk enough that I can go into that club and think that I look like Beyonce when I dance. Like, there's no, I'm not drinking because I'm like, oh, this tastes lovely. Like, yeah, I like a beer, but I don't have the same feelings towards it as I do food at all. No, and I don't, I think some of it's bollocks as well. And people are like, ooh, it smells like bergamot. And... Yeah, piss off. Does it? Like, or does it actually just taste like petrol? Like, I I know, well, I know my brother used to, <laughs> he worked at a pub for quite a while, and he said, like, because we were always like, wow, it's really impressive that, you know, you, you taste the beers and you, you really know what you're talking about. And he was like, no, I don't. Like, I just make things up, and 99% of the time, people just agree with it's it. It's Empress New Clothes, yeah, isn't it? It's it really is. Harsh. It, yeah, it's all made up shit. Well, I don't know, maybe there is some truth behind it, but... I've been to like gin festivals and things like maybe that's slightly different. I think with beer, it's kind of like you've got your different types of beer. You can tell whether it's more like still, if it's a bit fizzier, if it's a bit more hoppy. <laughs> um, but with gins, I guess there are different flavours. But again, it's the pretension of it. Like it's it's all just the same. It comes from all the same place, like whether you get it from fucking Iceland or from M&S, like... I know people that have worked in food factories where they're like, yeah, we just make the same sauce and we put it into different bottles that have different company labels on it. Like yeah. It all comes from the same place, but there's a lot of pretension behind it. Whereas I don't find that as much with food, like if you're doing home cooking and you never sit down and be like, oh, um, well, where did you buy this particular chicken from? Like, it's not, it's not necessarily then, about that. What's that own brand stuff? Like Tesco don't have their own cereal factory. It is just shreddies and yeah. they're cheaper bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same shit. But I, I knew somebody, I went to an ale festival once and this guy, he, he worked for, um, what's it called? Is it Camera, the campaign for yeah. real ale? Camera club. And he, lovely guy, and he said that he could taste whether or not the what you call it like a brewer or whatever they'd be called he could tell whether or not they smoked by tasting the beer and he'd always get it right so mm -hmm. yeah maybe maybe i've been a bit it. harsh but i don't yeah I, I know what you mean when it comes to alcohol it's got because it's got that intoxicating effect it's certainly you use it more for for things other than to quench a thirst for mm. something whether that be a certain taste or like actual thirst itself but 
I don't know, a lot of people do think <laughs> use food for the same thing, don't they? Like, yeah, true. I never thought I was a comfort eater until I found myself living as a lodger when I wasn't allowed to have people over. Mm. And it's a house that I moved into, like, I was basically homeless before, only for a little while. Like, and it was fine. I wasn't, like, on the streets or anything, but I genuinely didn't have a house to live in. So I was, like, so surfing. And then I found this place and I was like, fuck it, it's going to have to do. Mm. Um, And I didn't really want to be there. And, like, I'd never lived in that town before. (laughs) And um, I walked back from work to my house knowing that I'd just have to be there for the rest of the evening. And I bought myself a pint of cream and a packet of five, uh, they weren't flakes, ripples. Oh, now, yes. if you're ever going to do this, I, I recommend going for any sort of galaxy chocolate rather mm. than dairy milk because dairy milk, it melts easier, I find, and it's more brittle. Bit off both ends of the ripple and suck the cream for it until all of it was gone. So I obviously have a whole city. Oh, yeah. I felt like shit after that. I wasn't sick, though. That I mean, is impressive. Do you have any sort of comfort? comfort food it's always chocolate mm. always chocolate for me and I remember when I was I was doing a job um again of shift work god I'm gonna be I'm aging very fast <laughs> um I did a shift work job and I didn't have a car at this point because I hadn't learned how to drive so I walked to work which was probably 40 minutes walk so not so it was it was relatively that's long enough. that's your daily exercise in one day yeah, but the the problem was that on the way there, because I was, I didn't hate my job, but it was the kind of job where it's like, if you're not feeling great, you don't know what you're walking into. Mm-hmm. And it could be a great shift and it would be lovely and everybody would be nice, or it could be absolutely horrendous and horrible things would happen. And I'm like, I'm only 18. Why am I dealing with this? Yeah. Um. So to make myself feel better, I would walk past the Iceland on the way. Hell yeah. yeah. And buy two big dairy milk Oreo chocolate bars. I'd eat one of them on the rest of the journey to my workplace. (laughs) So bearing in mind, these are like the family bars. So the rest of the journey would probably, from Iceland, it was probably about 15, 20 minutes. So I would eat it. You managed to get the whole thing. And then when I arrived, this is where like a lot of shame around food comes in. Because when I arrived, I would present the other chocolate bar as if I hadn't eaten a whole chocolate bar (laughs) on the way. And I'd say to the person I was on shift with, oh, I bought us a, a little treat to get us through the shift. Um, but it is always chocolate. It always has been with me. And I think that comes from, I don't know, I think I've got more of a sweet tooth than a savoury tooth. I know you're saying about crisps. And I do love crisps, but chocolate's always been the one for me. Mm. Big, big galaxy bar I could get through in one sitting. It's it's quite disgusting actually no I think it's natural like it's it's designed like that it melts at body temperature it has really addictive ingredients Mm. in it and like the advertising for galaxy in particular it's cozy yeah it's sexy that's true Cadbury's is much more like woohoo (laughs) party chocolate (laughs) yeah especially the popping candy one that's so good oh that's my favorite one that's That's my my favorite. favorite Although they've got a new, they've got two new flavours coming out. They've got a malt one, so it's got malt flavoured cream in it, and then caramel running through the middle. Oh, that sounds good. And then they've got another one, which is, I think it's got like shards of mint in it. I can't remember, but you can only buy them in B and M, and I can't really justify going down to B and B and M in this 
you know, yes. with all this madness going on. In these confusing times. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a, it's not really a social journey. Why have you driven all the way to Cowley? Oh, um, I needed some, I needed some chocolate. This only sold in B&M. Oh, I missed B&M, though. That, that used to be a good old glutton sweet. Mm. Like, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to go and see if there's any bits and bobs you can't get anywhere else. They've got cheap homeware. Bollocks. It's mm. five loads of... I know the sweets, wouldn't we? Yeah. Well, we'd, the other thing we'd also do, which we're both into, is uh, oh, we'll just go and get a haircut. Just, <laughs> just go and get our haircut in Cali. Next to Greg's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's got a bit of pop into B&M while we're here. And Wilco, where they've got the fucking idiots. Oh, biggest mistake of my life. You fucking idiots. I still can't believe that. Everyone knows, do it by volume, don't do it by weight. That's where I'm on my deathbed. There'll be a few things. <laughs> that is one of the things that I'll be thinking like, oh, fuck it, turn back time. Even the fucking cashier is like, what are you doing? It's <laughs> like, so oh. expensive though. That's why Candy yeah. King really was like a revolutionary like thing to, for this country to be introduced to. Because I remember you used to, at, at Woolworths, do you remember Woolworths or were you yeah, too young? Yeah, of course I remember Woolworths. The, the Pick-A-Mix, beautiful. Mm. Very expensive. And the only other place I remember getting pick and mix was at our butchers, but they were nice. They didn't rip us off because we were probably the only people that went in there because I live in the arsehole of of nowhere otherwise. So they're not exactly going to have anyone else buying it. It's probably been there about 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Or teeth Oh, God, yeah, matured. Or the cinema, where it was really expensive anyway. But that took the piss. Yeah, the cinema does take the piss with, with the... Um, sweets and with the Ben and Jerry's because they're little tiny pots. What's that about? No, oh, I don't want that. Yeah, that's not enough for a, a film. It's like two hours long, right? Mm. I'm eating that little tiny pot within I don't know ten minutes of the advert starting. That's I gone. always finish my stuff in the adverts. Yeah, I think that's good etiquette though because there's nothing no worse rustling. than a. The thing is, I don't find rustling that irritating anyway but i think you're conditioned to be repulsed by the sound of the cinema well, and you know there's going to be a karen in the audience who's turned around and that's oh it's a tension isn't it yeah. i think it's you're anticipating that domino effect aren't you shut up you yeah. slag <laughs> oh. oh god i remember when i was a kid i, went, I can't remember what it was i went to go see but i went to the cinema with my dad and my brother I remember my mum was like, right, if you're not going to behave yourself when you come shopping, I'll just buy all the clothes for you. And it's like, why do you care? I don't fucking care. Like, yeah, I'm never allowed to get any of the stuff yeah. I want anyway. Just dress me up like a fucking, like, oh, I just, I look so creepy as a kid. I remember I, I she deliberately, I reckon, bought me this tan coloured zip up hoodie with like a number on the thing, like a letterman jacket, but it, the number was made out of carpet. What? <laughs> what? Like a bit of maroon. Where did she buy that? Probably on or um or Matalan. Well it sounds like a classic But like me dad knowing we're in the in the cinema together and my dad was he always tried to be like the cool approachable parent and he um he bought us pick a mix. I'm like, I don't know pick a mix so you know, my, my piece of resistance in, in pick and mix, I still do it now. I buy that one big sweet. Mm, yeah. Nowadays, it tends to be a fruit fruit wrappy thing, not a fruit winder, but that sort of yeah. thing. Then it was this big blue whale and it was beautiful. It was translucent. It looked like it was moving as it wobbled <laughs> through the air with like the gelatin shining on the top. 
my dad was on this of one of your sweets. So I said, oh, right, then you can have one. He picked up the whale and already my nerves on edge bit it. And then it where it was so gelatinous, it was like, I think this is why we've done this podcast. <laughs> no, part of my trauma is my dad stealing food from me. I, <laughs> whenever we have dinner, there'll always be part of it. Usually something cheese related. Me, <laughs> yeah. Like a, a bit of burnt cheese or something that I'd be saving till the end. And you could clearly see what I was doing. You could obviously see I was eating all the food around it. Saving it. Looked it. Good. Yeah. Without fail, my dad reaches over the table with his fork, stabs it. Oh, don't want that bit and before I can even say don't fucking eat that it's in his mouth and he's got it and he's eating oh, it oh that's unforgivable I'd have been childline after that yeah it was I do still have resentment for him uh, because of that whenever I whenever I see him that's the main thing that pops into my head it's betrayed me that's another level of gluttony though I'd never do that to see the stuff of somebody else's plate no. I remember I was um me and this other person, they they were really pissed. I wasn't because I'd been at work and I turned up to this party thing afterwards and everyone had been drinking. There was all pizzas. So I had a slice of pizza on my plate and they were smashed and they were picking the bits of pepperoni off oh. my pizza and eating it. It's like, I don't want that now. I don't want it. Don't touch my food. Oh, bloody that guy that we used to work with. They're any nice or one. Oh, I yes. was having my lunch once and he was like, Whose pecoras are they? It's like, clearly they're mine. I'm eating them. I bought them in for myself. And then I think, does that make me a glutton? Because I didn't need them, but I was so unwilling to share them. It's No, but I remember that. Food should be offered, not asked for when it's somebody else's. Yeah, and there was one person in particular that we worked with that would always hint. And I remember that's when me and you used to sit together at work. And literally every time it would always be, oh, Amy, what have you got there? And it, this is when I realised that I liked Amy because the first time she did this, I was like, oh, she just goes, oh, I don't want it anymore. You just eat it. And I was like, that's so oh. bad. I don't remember doing that. By wow. I don't think that's the truth. That was when I was like, wow, she is scary. I don't want to mess with her. When it comes it to food, though, I'm, I don't think I'm like that with many other things you're not but that is it is rude when people do that because it's like you clearly want some just ask for it just say like please can i try a bit like well, don't just fucking control yourself like or I... just say like i'd love to be able to make that myself can you send me the recipe like yeah do it yourself well that's fit like there is a way of complimenting food when people are like oh that looks healthy oh mm. is that homemade like that's one way of doing it because i'll make comments like oh did you make that yourself that yeah. looks lovely or that smells really good and mm. I'm like, oh what's that we've got now oh yeah i wouldn't mind that's like, fuck off <laughs> mate fuck off it feels like you've breathed all over my food now i don't know why i'm so aggressive about foods why well, do it's because i'm a gluttonous Asshole, it's <laughs> I already knew I was, otherwise, I wouldn't have suggested making this. But I, I really do think it solidified the point, isn't it? No, I think it, there's it's normal to have a level of gluttony, surely, because there's I don't know, there's a natural instinct to want to overindulge sometimes. Like you, like you say, comfort eating it is for comfort a lot of the time. Mm. Not everybody goes to food as a comfort every time, but I'm sure that there's times that people have. Even listening to this, I'm probably thinking like, oh yeah, I remember that time that I ate too much whatever. And <laughs> yeah. 
That just your pick a mix story just reminds me though. Have you not had another funny pick a mix experience with like a giant blue snake or something like that? No, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't pick a mix. That was when I lived in Reading. You know, in the Broad Street Mall, you used to have um, like a market, like a sweet market, <laughs> and it has all the. Um, like weirdly, I'm pretty sure the one in Broad Street Mall had half of it was sweets and half of it was like olives and sun dried yeah. tomatoes and artisanal stuff. And there's handbags there as well. <laughs> yeah. the Broad Street Mall is a nightmare. I always get so confused in there, but it is it is a gem. It's like Reading's mm. version to Cowley, whatever that thing's called. I can't remember what it's called. Temple Square. Temple Square. That's yeah. Even there, like, I always get really disorientated. Like, how how am I here? I thought I was on the other end, but never mind. Um, but yeah, I bought um, I bought this big blue. Um, I think they're called pencils when you buy them in Sainsbury's. When oh, yeah, you buy yeah. like a packet of them, but this was like a those. big, three foot long blue tube, like bright blue with white piping in it. Like if there was a blue Teletubby, it was the same as <laughs> what what they would have been. And I ate the whole thing forgotten that I'd eaten it because you know my life continued and then I went for a shit and I was like oh my god what is this and it was literally like (laughs) electric blue like you know those disgusting cocktails that you get when you're in Turkey just a blue one please or like a slush puppy like Mm. mixed with a little bit of shit was in the toilet Ah! it's when I live with Stefan I was like Stefan quick come in here he's like no, Amy. Like, it wasn't really that unusual for him to be beckoned into the bathroom when we lived together. Please, please, I'm really scared, I'm really scared. And I remember he he was the first person I knew to get an iPad, so I was like, okay, fine, I'll, sh- I'll bring it to him then. So I got his iPad, took a picture of this electric blue shit, took it to him, I was like, I really think I'm dying, and then I'm going to die, I have to go to the hospital. And, <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, it's just because I... <laughs> <laughs> died blue? I didn't know it was possible to even die. Oh, it was so fucking vibrant. It's a nice colour, but yeah, <laughs> so bad. Impressive. Yeah, same colour as your ring, mate. <laughs> it's like that. Your ring was. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> right. On that note, yeah. What are we discussing next time? I really enjoyed doing this, and please, hmm. if you have any any like. Thing that you want to share, we'll happily read it out. So just uh, write it in. I'll I'll post something on the how to do it. I haven't sorted that out yet. Yeah, just <laughs> send us your gluttony stories, and maybe we'll have a, a section at the start of uh, next week where we'll we'll go through. We'll keep your names anonymous, you know, if that's <laughs> what you would like. But um, although we can't be responsible if it's really obviously you in the story, your anonymity anonymity can't be guaranteed. Yeah, we don't only have like three friends, so everyone I know is in this room. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, send those in. Um, we'll post some details on that, um, and we will talk about another deadly sin next week. Lovely. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for listening.